Hola. That's Spanish for hello, if you didn't know. I'm Oren Moore, and this is Two Poems Read and Heard. Let's go get some whoa wow. Share this podcast with others if it pleases you and you think it would please them. It doesn't take but 10 seconds, and it will give you a dopamine hit. Dopamine. Yum. This episode's theme marks a turn inward thematically from the first half of the season's outward gaze at such themes as quiet, air, meadows, night, and morning. Last episode's theme of the North and its cold brings us clear evidence of our personal vulnerability, and it is here that we now turn to more human-centered themes. The theme today is vulnerability. Charles Bukowski wrote our first poem today. He titled it Bluebird. He died in 1994, age 72. Wikipedia says that his writing was influenced by the social, cultural, and economic ambiance of his home city of Los Angeles. I too am from Los Angeles, and his writing has in turn influenced mine. Bukowski strikes me as a home run hitter. Lots of strikeouts, but when he gets a hold of one, watch out, because your mind gets straight blown out of the ballpark and into the upper deck of whoa wow. I believe Bluebird to be one of these home runs. Let's go. Bluebird. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke, and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? You want to screw up the works? You want to blow up my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I'll only let him out at night sometimes, when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die. And we sleep together like that, with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep. But I don't weep. Do you? Bukowski's poems are noted for their simple diction and irregular, often short lines. True to form, this poem averages about four words per line, with some lines just one word. Hear how that slows it down? There's only six words in this 191-word poem having more than two syllables. Bluebird is repeated four times. Bukowski's smart because repetition works and bluebird is a great word. Bluebird. Bukowski's poems feel from the gut, somewhere in the body near to the bluebird he returns to again and again, that he doesn't want to let out. And this proximity highlights the irony that Bukowski's direct, guttural poems tap into a voice that simply sings its songs, reactions be damned. That's a type of vulnerable, no doubt. So then, what to make of vulnerability and Bukowski's take on it? I note now that the following is, like Bukowski's perspective, a masculine take on the topic. I love women, but they're a foreign country and language to me. We can all probably recall a time when we decided to be vulnerable and it helped us grow and be better. There is good in vulnerability. I believe this to be true, as the simple existence of this podcast demonstrates. 
I'm a bro reading poetry on a podcast in a genuine and non-ironic fashion. This makes it all the more tragic that many in our isolating times don't have anyone, much less someone grounded and wise to confide in that they can trust. This is tragic because there is good and vulnerability. So why does Bukowski not see this and let his bluebird out for others to see? Doesn't he see the good that comes from being vulnerable? A chance to guess it's because there's also, too, some very real truth and wisdom in Bukowski's hesitance to bring out his bluebird. Vulnerability is like a sharp knife that must be wielded with care. For example, say what you want, but a woman doesn't want to see a man cry. They just don't. I know this is not PC and flies in the face of the modern mantras to get in touch with your feelings, express your emotions, but it's the truth especially if your emotions are awful and what's best to do is not talk about them, but rather just get on with it and move forward. The truth is most people don't care about your feelings. If that hurts your feelings, you need to be less vulnerable. Indeed, the superior man is stable and keeps his bluebird in unless it's released must be. But to weep in public, to put the bluebird on display, no, no says the non-bluebird part of Bukowski, unless you want to mess him up, screw with the works and blow his book sales in Europe. Like a big sharp knife, vulnerability then must be used and implemented with care, for it is a dangerous tool. To be vulnerable is to be in danger of injury, and injuries are bad. Therefore, we don't want to stay vulnerable and should risk injury only when worth it. Just like we don't want to walk around all day juggling sharp knives unless we're getting paid lots of money, even then I suggest another line of work. Like the knife edge of a sharp blade, vulnerability, if not used with skill and respect, results in deep gashes that harm. Further, oversharing and excessive vulnerable moves, hashtag needy, lead to a dulling of their effectiveness, like a knife used too much between sharpenings. If you're after a quantitative, scientific, and psychological perspective on this, what I'm getting at in part is that studies show compassion can be better than empathy because empathy leaves us, yup, too vulnerable to taking on the negative emotions of others. And so we have grown soft and too in touch with our emotions. This is in part what is behind so many feeling offended at trivial or non-existent microaggressions, especially as related to identity politics. To be offended by these is to be too vulnerable. There too is the physical softness of the people of the Western world's increasing body fat and also, too, in the skinnier, a seeming inability to handle temperatures outside of 70 to 72 degrees Fahrenheit without feeling vulnerable, with grown-ass men in slightly chilly conditions complaining about the cold out loud multiple times within a short time window, grown men saying, I'm cold. These are vulnerabilities that no one wants. That's vulnerability that dulls the knife. I think Bukowski and I would agree that we should stay strong, keep the knife sharp, and avoid getting hurt unless you must. So for the second time, this podcast asks, and it's nice enough to make a man weep, but I don't weep. Do you? Perhaps I bury the biographical lead on Bukowski in choosing to exclude, until now, that Bukowski was a self-admitted alcoholic through and through. This leads me not wholly convinced by Bukowski, and wanting to find an optimal medium between never taking your bluebird out and having it sit on your shoulder all day. In the second poem today, titled Softer Hardness, I write of the space between these two adjectives as a space I want to live in, for this space contains the golden mean between tough and sensitive. 
I'm interested if you agree. Softer hardness, open to feeling what we listen to and who says it, their eyes, open to focusing in on seeing what another's eyes see in us. Opening up exposes what can be touched and is harder, now opening, than the closed encircling of what a hardened heart stiffens to, becoming our eyes. Softness lets contact be absorbed, allowing harder hits and bouncing back, softening. Instead of hard breaks and no stakes, there is too soft too, when no form remains, to an empty. Open so wide that no past shows and no chores get done, and sleep escapes night, wearing, leaving mostly the middle path until our hearts stop, leaving what we have touched hardly and softly. Is there a bluebird inside you only for you?